0: Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Bible study group. How is everybody? Hi. Good evening. That's that's good. good. We praise God. Good evening. So um, today we're going to do session 7 of um, um, John chapter 5 from verse 22. 247 so that's where we are at this evening and the title of uh, the area we're going to be focusing on and talking on is um I've titled it only in Jesus Christ do we have everlasting life Amen. only in Jesus Christ do we have everlasting life okay so um let's um you know previously in our previous session, that is session six, we, um, we looked into the verses, the verses we read. We saw how Jesus healed the man who sat by the pool of Bethesda okay. nice. for 38 years. And uh, because of um, this healing, which took place on a Sabbath, the Jewish leaders started to persecute Jesus for breaking the Sabbath laws. He, you know, they felt that he, he not only broke the Sabbath laws, but Jesus also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God, which was blasphemy in their mind. Okay. And mm. this uh, uh, blasphemy carried a penalty of death, you know, which was punishable by death. So they sought all the more to kill him. They sought all the more to kill him. So, um, you know, in the following um, subsequent verses, Jesus made statements to the Jews and all those around him, you know, who will listen and try to convince them that the healing and the miracles he is doing is what God, his father, is also doing in the realms of the spirit. Likewise, God has asked him to do the same. So let's um, read from John chapter 5. So, um, verse uh, verse 21 of chapter 5, which says, For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the son, does not honor the father who sent him. Most assuringly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Verse 25. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming, And now is when the dead will hear the voice of the son of God and those who hear will live. For as the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself. Verse 27, and as has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man verse 28, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the grave will hear his voice and come forth. those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Okay, so let's start, let's stop here. So what is this verse is saying to us then, you know, from verse 21, We heard where Jesus was saying that, you know, he is doing what he's seeing the father do in the realms of the spirit. Okay. So likewise, God has asked him to do the same on earth. So, you know, in verse 21, as he declared, as for the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will, to whom he will. So in this verse, Jesus is not specifically referring to those who were physically dead. Okay? Then he's not referring to those who are physically dead in their body. No. He was referring to those who are spiritually dead. Those who are spiritually dead and separated from God the Father spiritually. So you remember we've read in John chapter 4 that God is spirit. Man is also a spirit being housed in a physical body. We are housed in a physical body. So God gives, you know, God gives man internal life when he raises them up from death. This death meaning the death of the spirit. The death of the spirit. Okay, he gives that body a new spirit. He gives that body a new spirit. Through his word, through his word. So when that spirit is born again and gets the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is now, you know, in his new spirit. So let me explain it this way. What Jesus is saying, more or less, is that it's God that gives spiritual life. Without God, there is no spiritual life. Remember, sin separates us from God. When we sin, our spirit is far away from God because God is holy. And when we sin is contamination, sin is contamination. So once we sin, our soul is contaminated. Our our spirit, which is the breath of life God gave to Adam at creation, becomes separated from him, it becomes dead. So what Jesus is saying here is, is God, God the Father, gives life to that dead spirit. God the Father gives life to that dead spirit. And what he is seeing God doing in the realms of the spirit is what he is, you know, translating, transferring from the spirit realms to the physical
1: realm. To the physical realm. Okay, do you understand that? Okay. Okay. All right. So
0: this is what he's saying that, you know, God gives life to our spirit. He gives that body a new spirit through his word, through his word. And when that spirit is born again and gets the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit and this new spirit emerges together and becomes one. They become one. Okay, they become one in the spirit. This is how we acquire God's life. This is how we acquire God's life. God's life is internal. It's an internal life. Okay. So when we believe and we confess our faith in Jesus, Jesus then gives us this new life. He then gives us this new life. Let's continue so you'll be able to get what I'm saying. So this is how we acquire God's life in our spirit internal life. Now, this is where the journey then begins. This is where the journey then begins, okay? Your soul, your soul has not yet acquired this internal life. Your soul has not acquired this internal life, you know? That is, your spirit has acquired the internal life from God, so God is not yet in your soul, but he is in your spirit, this new spirit that he has given you, okay, this new spirit he has given you, so God's plan, God's plan for his life that is in your spirit now is to spread to your soul and then to your body, from the inner man to the soul and then to the body, because the inner, in the inner man, that's where this uh, new spirit and then the spirit of God who carries this internal life of God has now joined together with the new spirit God has given you when you agreed to accept Jesus as your Lord and your savior. This is the new life Jesus has brought for you, okay? So your soul and your body has not yet acquired this new life, this internal life, okay? That is when death will be eradicated. Once this, your new life in your spirit spreads to your soul and then to your body, then death has no hold on you anymore. I'll explain that further as we go on. So from your soul and your body, that is when you will, I'm not sure. um, as I said, this new life in your new spirit has not yet spread to your, um, to your soul and your body. Okay, so from your soul and body, that is when you will become immortal. Once this soul, this new life in your new um, spirit spreads to your soul and then to your body, that is when you become immortal and that is when <laughs> that is when you have defeated death you know so you will understand it as we go on you will understand it so because the life of god has now spread from your spirit to your soul and to your body that is when you have victory over death you have victory over death okay so i want us to look at romans chapter 2. Let's have a look at Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2, I will read from verse 4 to 11. Okay, it says here, Or do you despise the richness of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering? not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. But in accordance with your hardness and your impertinent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. So this verse 5 is saying that because of the hardness of our heart, okay, the more our heart is hard, and the more we're sinning, we are treasuring up God's anger and God's wrath. So when his judgment will come, they, you know, when he reveals his righteousness, when he reveals his righteousness in judgment of God, okay, verse 6 says, who will render to each one according to his deed? So God is going to judge each one of us according to our deed, according to our actions. For those who have done good, you know, for those who have accepted Jesus, this is what they will get. Okay? So listen very carefully. For those who have accepted Jesus and Jesus' spirit is now in the new spirit, the new spirit Jesus gave them, this is what they will get. He says, Internal life to those who by patient continuance, patient continuance in doing good for glory, honor and immortality. Okay. so what this verse is saying to us is when you become a born again Christian, you receive your new spirit, which is the new breath of life that is in the word of God. And then after you have become baptized in the spirit of God and the Holy Spirit is now residing in you and, you know, being born again, you don't just get, you don't just, uh, 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 get being born again once and that's it. No, it's a continuous process. Being born again is a continuous process. At the moment, the, the born again experience is in your spirit. But you still need to get that born again experience in your soul and then in your body. So what this scripture is saying, this verse is saying for those who have accepted Jesus and Jesus has given them this new life, this new life that is God's life, internal life is God's life. So once God's life come into your new spirit and you continually, continually seeking God, seeking good, seeking, you know, doing everything that the Bible is telling you to do, keeping away from sin, okay? This is what you will get. You are, you know, you will get glory. You will be honored and then you will acquire immortality. You acquire immortality in this, your physical body. That means you have overcome death. Because death is a curse that comes when we sin. So when we sin, death comes to us. And when death comes, it brings diseases, it brings sicknesses. And it's that disease and sickness that will then, you know, kill your body. And once your body is killed, your spirit has to leave. Your soul has to, you know, leave and vacate. So, so this is what you will get, you will get internal life to those who, by patient continuance in doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immortality. Immortality is not just when you die and you go to heaven. No, you can have immortality on this earth, in this your physical body. Okay. So, but for those, but for those, but you know, but to those who are self seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. This is what they will get. They will get tribulation and anguish on every soul. Tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. So what this uh, verse is saying to us is that, those who refuse to accept Jesus and they continue in their self consciousness, world consciousness, and continue to do what they like, continue to live according to their own will and according to the desires of their flesh. This is what self consciousness means. That means that for those who have internal life, their consciousness is God. Okay. So once your consciousness, is on God the eternal life that God has given you in your spirit will gradually spread to your soul and then to your body this is what that scripture was saying that with patient continuance okay but for those who have decided they don't want God they want to live their own life that is their consciousness itself it's all about them it's all about them what they want what they need and it's all, it's all about acquiring the things of this world Okay, so the consciousness is on the world. And remember, Satan, this is the two areas Satan uses to influence man, your flesh and the systems of the world. That is how Satan influences our mind. Okay, so the Lord is saying, this is what they will get. They will get, you know, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first, and also of the Greek. But for those who have accepted Jesus, this is what they will get. As long as they continue to seek his glory, his honor, this is what they will get. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For there is no partiality with God. There is no partiality with God. So when you look at this word, who works? Works, okay? So when you do become a born-again Christian, there is some work to be done. And that work is you continually, continually doing good, seek for glory, honor, and immortality. So there is work once you become born again. Okay, let's have a look at this other scripture as well. Romans 8, 11. Romans 8, 11. So if you have any questions about this, write it, write it down so we can answer the questions later, okay? So Romans 8, verse 11 says to us, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Okay. So this Romans 8:11 is saying to us once we have acquired this internal life, and this, you know, the internal life comes with the Holy Spirit. When you're, when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit brings God's life to your new spirit. Okay. And God's life is internal life. That's what it is internal life. So, this spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you now. Okay. So, if this spirit is in you, this spirit is capable of raising your mortal flesh, which is dead because of sin. Okay, so that is the essence of Christianity. The essence of Christianity is when you become born again, and you continue to walk continuously in doing good, in seeking God, in walking in in living according to His scriptures and obeying Him. This internal life that is in your spirit will spread to your soul, and once it spreads to your soul, it will then spread to your body. Okay, remember, your body is dead due to sin. Once it spreads to your body, that means you cannot die anymore. Death has no hold on you anymore. This is why one of the scriptures says, death, where is your sting? Because the sting of death is sin. If you stop sinning, okay, and just seek the things of God, you live your life according to the scriptures. That internal life, that's God's life that is in your spirit will spread from your, your spirit to your soul and then to your body. That is how you become immortal. That is how you become immortal. Okay. So let's, um, let's continue. So let's um, where did we stop? Okay. So we've, we've talked about how man, how God is spirit, and also man is also a spirit being housed in a physical body house in a physical body but man's spirit is separated from God his creator due to the sin of man's soul okay remember God says the soul that sin will die okay so the soul have died but it's a spiritual death but gradually 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 death would then work in the physical body and the physical body would then also die okay so remember as I said Remember what God said to Adam, the first man in the garden of Eden. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. That is Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. Okay, so God created man as a living soul, as a living soul. And according to the laws that governs God's um, order of creation, In God's constitution states, the soul who sins shall die. That is Ezekiel 18 verse 20. So when God created Adam, he gave him an order, as we all know. Okay, He said, don't touch this tree, don't eat it, don't eat from it. But from the other trees, you can eat from the other trees because I need you to acquire the knowledge from these other trees because that is how you're going to represent me that is how you're going to reflect my image to other creations, to other beings that I have created, okay, in the other world. You're going to be my representative. This was why the reason God created Adam in the first place, okay? So when God put Adam in that garden, Adam was supposed to eat from the tree of life and eat from the, tree, from the other trees. Trees are spirits that give you knowledge, okay? And the seven spirits in the garden there are the seven wisdoms of God, the seven spirits of God that Adam was meant to eat from to acquire this knowledge that will give him the image of God. And then one tree he's not supposed to touch was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You see how trees are um, spirits that gives you knowledge. Okay, So the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a spirit that gives knowledge of good and evil. Adam was not meant to touch that, but he touched it. When he touched it, his soul died. His soul died, okay? He's no longer a living soul to God. So he's separated because life is in God. And outside of God, we are dead. That's it. We are dead. Our spirit is dead. You may be physically alive, but spiritually you're dead. That's it. So God created Adam as a living soul, not a living spirit, okay? Spirits are immortal. They do not die. Spirits are immortal. They do not die. Okay. So spirits are immortal. Spirits do not die, but souls are mortal. Souls are mortal. Souls can die. So when Adam sinned, death came to his living soul and the breath of life, which God gave Adam's body became separated from God. This breath of life is what we know as man's spirit. It's what we know as man's spirit. So if you remove the breath of life from man's body and the soul will stop existing. The soul will stop existing. So what gives life to man's body is the breath of life God gave Adam at the beginning. Remember when God gave when God breathed that um, a breath into adam that was what created his soul he became a living soul okay and a living soul is like he became um conscious of who he is of who he is so consciousness is in the soul it's in the soul death is working in man's body to stop the soul from existing because of sin Because of sin. So because the soul is the faculty that contains man's free will. The soul is the faculty that contains man's free will. His decision-making faculty. This is the reason God called man a living soul. A living soul in the sense that he has a free will to choose what he wants to do. Man is not a robot, you know, controlled by God. No. Man has a choice, either to choose God or to choose to go his own way. Okay, so man in the garden chose to do his own thing. He chose to listen to Satan instead of God. So that is how Adam sinned against God. So Jesus is saying it is the father that raises souls who are spiritually dead to him. That is what that scripture was saying to us. This is what Jesus was saying. That is, is the father that gives life and raises the dead, okay? The father gives life to dead souls and raises them from their death state. And how does he give, raises them from their death state? He gives them a new breath of life. I will tell you how he gives them a new breath of life. So, So Jesus is saying it is the father that raises souls who are spiritually dead to him and gives these souls spiritual life. And he also have been given the authority. You can remember the scriptures we read. Jesus also is saying that God has also given him the authority, you know, by the father to give these souls who are spiritually dead due to their sin, spiritual life. As well. So God has given Jesus the authority to raise spiritual dead souls. So that is the reason when you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, Jesus then gives you this spiritual life. Okay, He gives you this spiritual life by giving you a new spirit, a new spirit. That's the born again experience. So, spiritual life, as He Himself wills to give. This life. So, this spiritual life is is according to Jesus' will. Okay. So, this is the reason the scripture tells us that it is the Father that brings people to Jesus. And when the Father, the Spirit of the Lord, draws you to Jesus, Jesus will then give you this spiritual life. Okay. But you yourself, you have a free will. You can then decide if you want to accept it or you don't want to accept it. This is the reason when you preach the gospel, people have to make up their mind whether they want to accept it or not, because it's an individual thing. A father cannot accept Jesus on behalf of his child. No, a mother cannot accept Jesus on behalf of their children. So individuals have to accept. They have to accept this internal life Jesus is offering. If you do not accept it, and you choose to go your own way. There's nothing he can do about it. There's nothing he's, he can do about it. He's done all he can. But the thing is, the Lord never gives up on those who have refused to accept. He never gives up. He will continue, continue, continue to, you know, to chase after them until one day they will. And the thing he uses to chase after them is tribulation and suffering and hardship. You see, it's when you have reached the end of your tethers. You said, where else can I run to? Then you will come and run to Jesus. But before, you didn't want him because you were enjoying your life. (laughs) You didn't want any interference. Because a lot of people have this mentality that Christianity is all about rules. Don't do this and don't do that. But they want to enjoy their life. They see their friends partying, going to parties, going to club and enjoying themselves thinking that that is the joy of life. So they say, no, let me keep Christianity at the side at the moment. Let me enjoy my life. Meanwhile, as you are enjoying that life, you are suffering, you are having pain, you are having relationship problem, you are having a job problem, you are having a financial problem, you are having all sorts of tribulation and suffering and pain. And then when you have hit a brick wall, there's nowhere else to turn. You will turn, <laughs> turn to Jesus. You turn to Jesus. He said, Lord, I am now ready. Take me. I've, I've enjoyed the life. I've, I've, I've seen the world. The world has got nothing to offer me. I want you now. So this is why sometimes people say, oh, let me go and try Jesus. <laughs> because they've, they've tried everything else and it's not working. So they turn to Jesus. Okay, It's only Jesus that gives that internal life. It's only him that will give your soul peace. Okay, so this is what that scripture is saying to us. So God is not going to, you know, to be the one who judges these um, these souls for their sins. It's Jesus who is going to judge. But he, Jesus, is going to be the one who will judge, who will judge them. That was what that verse was saying, like verse 22. For the father judges no one but has committed all judgment to the son, to the son. He continued from verse 23 to 24, that all should honor the son just as they honor the father. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. You know, the reason he made this statement, you know, the Jews think that they know God. The Jews think that they know God because of the law of Moses. So they honor God. They they honor God. But Jesus is saying, if you do not honor me as well, whom God has sent, you're not really honoring God. You're not really honoring God. So that's why he's saying, you know, that all should honor the son just as they honor the father. He He who does not honor the son does not honor the father who has sent him. God sent the son, but the Jews honor the father, but they do not honor the son the Messiah, which they have been expecting. So Jesus is saying to the people around him at that time, as well as the people in this generation, it is not God who is going to judge you for your sins or your righteousness. It is him. It is him, Jesus, who the father has given the job of judging mankind for his sins. So if you believe and honor God, also believe and honor Jesus like you honor God. You know, like um, the other religions, they will say, oh, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. So you cannot believe in God and honor God and don't believe in Jesus because Jesus is the one God has sent to take the punishment for your sin. He is the propitiation for your sin. Okay, so if you don't believe in Jesus, that means you don't really believe that you are a sinner. What you are saying is, I can do my own thing and God will accept me because I believe in God. It doesn't work that way. Jesus and God go hand in hand. This is why the Bible tells us he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Okay? He is the way to God because of Calvary, because of his sacrifice on Calvary, because of the blood that have washed away our sin because God says it's only the shedding of blood that will give us redemption. It's only through a shedding of blood that he will forgive our sins. So if your your religion does not include the shedding of blood, then there's there's no forgiveness for you. There's no forgiveness for you. Okay? So this is what the Lord is saying. If you believe and honor God, also believe and honor Jesus like you honor God, because it is God who sent Jesus to mankind. So in verse 24, Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believe in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed through death into life. So what is what is the Lord saying here in this verse? Most assuringly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. So what is the Lord saying here? The Lord is saying, if you... Listen to his words that he's preaching. The word that he's preaching, like in uh, in John chapter six, verse sixty three, Jesus said, "It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life." Okay. So what Jesus is saying is, uh, this scripture. You know, first of all. It is the Spirit of God, Spirit with a capital S. Let's have a look at that scripture. Let's look at John chapter 6. John chapter 6, verse 63. John chapter 6, it says, yeah, John. John chapter 6, sorry, verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Okay, look at this. The first sentence there, it is the spirit. That is the spirit of God, capital S. Hmm? That is the spirit of God who gives you life this new life, this internal life. The flesh profits nothing. That means your flesh has no business with internal life. It does not come. If you rely on your flesh for your internal salvation, you will not get anywhere. Okay? So, there's no profit relying on yourself to gain internal life. Like these uh, religions that operate by works. Okay? They think By doing certain rituals, by doing certain works, that they will gain salvation. Jesus is saying your flesh will not profit you anything. That it is the spirit of God that gives internal life. And then he says, look at this here. As we continue, he says, who gives life? The flesh profits nothing. Then he then says, look at this, you know, listen to this very carefully. He says, the words, the words. That I speak to you are spirit, small s, okay, small s, and they are life. So, what this, what the Lord is saying here is, it is the word, the word of God that I am preaching to you that will give you that new breath of life to replace your old breath of life god gave adam at the beginning that is now dead is this word that i am speaking to you that will give you that new spirit okay so this is in, if you look if you really think about it really when god breathed into adam and the breath of life and adam became a living soul okay so now jesus is breathing His words, he is uh, speaking his words that contains the breath of life of God that will then replace our old breath of life that have now died and separated from God due to sin. And once that new life, that new uh, breath of life is in you, and then you are then baptizing the spirit of God You're baptized in the spirit of God. This is how you will get this internal life. Okay. The Holy Spirit carries God's internal life. And when the Holy Spirit comes and becomes one with this new breath of life, God's words is giving you when you believe, then you now acquire that internal life in your new spirit, in your new spirit. Okay. So um, as we said, what, you know, what is Jesus saying in this scripture? First of all, it is the spirit of God, spirit with a capital S, that is the Holy Spirit that gives spiritual life. He then said, the flesh profits nothing. The flesh, your fallen soul, through which Satan uses to rule in your life, cannot do anything good for you. But the word I speak to you as spirit and there are life. Okay, the word, the new breath of life that I am giving you through my word is what will give you life. Okay, so the word Jesus speaks to us carries a new human spirit with a small s. When we believe and are given this new human spirit, the spirit of God can then come and reside in our new human spirit and impart the new life of God in our new human spirit. That is how we become born again. That is how we become born again. So our spirit is now born again, but the fallen soul, the fallen soul, but the fallen soul is still the same. This is who Paul called the old man, the old man. Okay, so in verse 24, I'll tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message, this is what Jesus is saying in verse 24. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. Okay, so what Jesus is saying here is when you hear his words, the word of his message, and you believe And then you come to him, you accept his message, you accept what he has done for you at the cross, you come to him and you accept his work, his uh, message. He then gives you this internal life that God has given him the authority to give to mankind because of what he has done for man. Okay, He is the one that have raised us, that have uh, reconciled us with God. He is the one... That have wiped away our sin. He is the one that has taken our punishment for sinning against God. He is the one that has died that death that our soul was meant to die. Okay. So this is the reason Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay. So without Jesus, we cannot have a relationship with God. We cannot know God. God is far away from us. This is the reason when, you know, the, the religions, they don't believe in Jesus. They don't have a, a relationship with God. God is far away up there. They're down here, bowing down to him, you know. But there, there's no connection. It's Jesus that connects us to God. So without Jesus, there's no connection to God. This is what the Lord is saying here. Okay. So they will never be condemned for their sin that is when you accept Jesus you will never be condemned for your sin because he has already washed away your sin he has died that death you were meant to die he has taken that punishment God has meted out for the soul that sinned against him but they have already passed from death into life yes by accepting Jesus you have passed from death into life with what li- what kind of life is that? Internal life, God's life. Remember, once you have accepted Jesus, Jesus gives you His Spirit, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God carries God's internal life. Okay, and once you have received God's internal life, plus the new breath of life you have received from the Word of God, then you have passed from death to life. Your spirit is now internal. But your soul is still got death on, in, in it and your uh, blood, blood body is still got death in it. So this is why you have to patiently, continuously work good works. So that the internal life in your spirit can then spread to your soul and then to your body. And that is how you will acquire immortality. And this is how you'll be able to defeat death. Okay. Is everybody hearing me? Yes, ma'am okay. Are you getting it? Yes,
1: ma'am and okay. confusion. Oh that eh? cap- that capital spirit and the you know the one you said in verse 63. Yeah it's the spirit who gives life yeah. if nothing. Then the way you came further down and said this, so the lowercase spirit, that one okay. I'm not sure. He didn't understand that one. Yes, why is it that sister tree is with the capital S, the spirit that gives flesh, and then the other one you said is the, the small the-
0: spirit. Okay, oh. let, me ex- let me explain it again, okay? Let's go back to the Garden of Eden, all right? So when God breathed into Adam and gave him the breath of life, okay? <laughs> the, the breath of life is the small spirit, right? Okay, all right? Okay, so now Jesus is saying that remember when Adam sinned, that breath of life that God gave him became separated from God. So there was no life in it anymore. Okay, so for you to be alive spiritually, that breath of life needs to be connected to God, God's own spirit. Do you understand? That's the big S, the big spirit, right? Yes, that is God's spirit, the big S. Right. Okay. So, you know, w- when we when when we sinned, that small, that small, uh, the breath of life, the small S became separated mm-hmm. from God. It had no spiritual life anymore. It was it was dead. It was dead. The only thing okay. that was alive in that body was the soul. Okay. Was okay. the soul I'm wondering that still
1: alive? But uh-huh. not not alive unto God. They were still alive.
0: Yeah. yeah. Not alive unto God, but they were alive physically, in the physical realm. In the, but, but this physical realm is a prison. They were imprisoned. Okay? This, this, your body, is a prison. This is not how you were supposed to be. This is not how God created you. God did not create your create you flesh. He created you a living soul. A living soul is a spirit that dwells with God. But when when Adam sinned, God had to do a physical flesh for him in order to encase that soul that have sinned against him. Because if he did not do this physical flesh, that soul would have just gone straight to hell and perished. Okay? Because God had a plan of redemption for that soul. But meanwhile, he needs to keep it somewhere until the full plan of redemption comes to manifestation. So he kept it in this physical realm. In this physical reality. But this physical reality is not the real thing. It is a temporary measure. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: Yes, it's not complete. You accept the fullness of God in your heart. Yes.
0: Yes. It's a a temporary measure. It's not the full thing. Because remember, the scripture have already told us that this world, this physical world itself, it is growing, it is degenerating, it is dying itself because of sin. It wants to be released because our world was spiritual. Our earth was spiritual. When we sinned, the whole earth, because God created earth for man. You know, but it was a spiritual earth. It wasn't, phys- it wasn't a physical earth. The, 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 the spiritual earth manifested as physical because of sin. Mm, okay. So okay. what Jesus came to do is to release man, man's soul that have sinned and is imprisoned in this physical body. Okay, for God. Remember, the soul that sin will die. So Jesus came to die that sin, to die that death. For our punishment. So the thing is, when you accept Jesus, when you accept him and accept what he has done on the cross, you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Okay. Jesus then gives you that new breath of life. That is the small S. This is the small S you get from his word. His word is now the new breath of God. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Okay. Okay. Uh, Yes, his breath is now, the, his word is now the new breath of life that carries that small s, that breath of life God gave Adam in the garden. Okay. So now you have been you are now born again. That means that your dead spirit has been removed and the new small spirit, breath of life in God's word is now residing inside of you. Okay. <sighs> Right now, this is where the big S comes in. Okay, so the biggest S. This, the, yes, this is where the big S comes in. <laughs> so when when you're now baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the big S. Okay, so when you're now baptized in the big S in the Holy Spirit, the big S now gives you internal life. Do you understand? <laughs> yeah. Let's, 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 see, let's uh, do it this way. Listen, if you become born again, you say you are born again and you're not born and you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. You don't have internal life. That's what it is. Okay, so the baptism of the Holy Spirit and born again in your spirit and the new spirit that's been given you go hand in hand. So what, what the, the word, Uh, the new breath of life that we obtain from the word of God, what it does, it replaces our old breath of life. God gave Adam in the garden. It replaces it. Okay. Now, what you need to do is now pray and ask God, now give me that internal life that Adam had in the garden with you. That connection Adam had in the garden with you. Okay. Okay. That is when the Holy Spirit will now baptize you in God's Spirit, because God's Spirit is the internal life. Carries the internal life. Internal life is God's life. Without God, you cannot have internal life. Okay, mm-hmm. so you need you need God's Spirit to impart that God's life in you. That is how your your new spirit becomes. Emerged with God's life, with God's spirit, and that is how he imparts God's life into your new spirit, your new breath of life, the small s. Right. Okay. Now, the small s and God's big s, God's big spirit is now joined one is they are now one okay remember what the scripture says that the you know the spirit that is that, that that we are one spirit with god that is being one spirit with god that means our new spirit is one with his holy spirit so we are one spirit we become one spirit and that one spirit That means we have internal life in our spirit, but we don't have internal life in our soul and in our body. Yes. This is is why the scripture is saying that we need to, with patiently, continuously doing good, seeking the glory and the honor of God, obeying his words, you know, being uh, uh, obedient to his word, living the scriptures. We're supposed to live scriptures, not just read it, And forget about it. We're supposed to live it. You know, the scripture is life. This is how we live our life. We live our life according to the scriptures. And if you live your life according to the scriptures, you are obeying God. You're obeying what he's telling you to do. The life, the internal life that is in your new spirit is now gradually being infiltrated into your soul. It It is now washing away all the dirt, all the mud that your, your soul has acquired over the years before you became born again, okay? So this is why the word of God says that the word is water that washes our soul. This is what is called sanctification, right? Okay, so sanctification actually is the process of God's internal life seeping into your soul, all right? And once that God's internal life is now inside your soul, it will now graduate into your physical body. And when that internal life is also into your physical body, that means you have defeated death. Death cannot touch you anymore because God's life is now in your flesh. Okay? So what it then means, the spirit of God that is has now become one with your own spirit, now controls you. It's God's will that you will do. It's no longer your will. It is no longer you that live, but God that lives through you. Because all your three dimensional parts is now under the control of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what it is. This is what Christianity is all about. Okay? And this is what the Lord is saying to us, that his word, it is spirit and it is life. And if we do not preach the word, the real word, the spirit in that word will not do anything for us. This is the reason when you go to churches and they and just say telling stories, there's no power. Because the spirit of God cannot work with man's word. It works with God's word. Because he needs to release that spirit and life in the word for man's um, body, man's mind, man's heart to acquire it. so without the power of God working in his word in the word, the life and the spirit, the new spirit in the word, you will not get it you will still be you know living. With your old dead spirit. This is why you see people who call themselves Christians. And there's no transformation. There's no change. They're still the way they were 20 years ago. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: It's mind boggling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you understand it now?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Well, as we continue, because <laughs> sister Ma, sister Ma is looking <laughs> dumbfounded. Sometimes <laughs> you know, see that you know, um, there's just uh, like scratching the surface. That you know, it's it's a process, like you said, I and mean, it's patience and continuity is the mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. the is the um, you know keyword. But, yeah. Yes. You know, yes. this, is, this, is why, this is why God says that his people are destroyed due to lack of knowledge. Yeah. They have no idea what given them. Christians have no idea what God has given them. You know? Yeah. If, if Christians really, really, really operate in the power and in the knowledge in this Bible, in this
1: Bible, ah.
0: the world would be a, a different place.
1: The world would be a different place. We are trusting in our own knowledge, not believing what the Lord is telling us. Exactly. But yet every minute you obey is just mm-hmm. profound. Yeah, when yeah. you give in and you surrender that minute, it just mm-hmm. the things that happen, you'll be like, wow, what was I doing all these years before? I should have listened to, to mm-hmm. what you know I was hearing, what I was mm-hmm. trusting. Mm-hmm. We just think that it's perfection. But we have to keep trying day by day and consistently believing what, you know, the Lord is trying to instruct us even from his world, but we're scared, it's fear which is, which is a spirit yeah. and what, it, 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 I always it, tell it, myself it, when it, I pray, it, not doing in spirit of fear but love, and that sort of takes me above, I'm like, okay, he's in me, he's it me he's telling it can't be me, then I realize that it can be me mm. just trust and just be obedient and when the results come in we'll be like, I'll be like, wow mm.
0: okay, mm-hmm. it's not you know, sometimes it's not, um the thing is, they, they, I think what I feel is uh, a lot of Christians, uh, they feel that if they believe, that's it, and God do, God will do the rest of the work. No. Mm-hmm. You believe and you work. You mm-hmm. believe and you do the action. Yes. Faith without work is dead. Faith without yes. work yes. is dead. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's the action that will bring results. It's not just the believing. You can believe all you like. Okay? Your belief will probably take you to hell if you don't act on it. That's no. the thing. That's that's where we are. A lot of people believe that they do not act on it. They don't act on their faith. Okay. So anyway, let's continue. I still got what? Okay. One more. Two more pages and we're finished. Okay. So where are we? So what Jesus is saying here is when we truly listen to his words, with our spirit and we repent of our sins, God gives us a new breath of life, like He gave Adam when He first created Adam. This breath of life is attached to the words Jesus is releasing from His mouth. Okay, so look at what He says in verse um, in verse twenty-five to twenty-six. He says, "I'll read it." And I, sh- and I assure you that the time is coming indeed. It is here now when the dead will hear my voice. Okay. That is the dead in spirit will hear my voice. And this voice is this voice of God, this voice of Jesus, the word he's speaking carries the new breath of life of God. Okay. So the voice of the son of God, This is what they will hear. When they hear it, and those who listen will live. So what he's saying is, once they have heard this voice, this voice that is releasing this word, and this word that is carrying the new breath of life of God, the new spirit, once they have heard it, and they receive it, you know, in their heart, because when they've heard this voice, Faith comes. Remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. So once they have heard this voice, this voice that is carrying this word, okay, this word that contains the spirit and the life of God, of the new spirit he wants to give you, once you have heard it and you have received it, because your faith has now risen and you receive it, once you have received it, it gives you a new life, This new life is your new spirit, your new breath of life from God. And once you have received this new breath of life from God, and then you pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will then come and impart God's internal life into this, your new spirit. And then you have acquired God's internal life in your spirit. As I said, this is where the journey then begins. The journey of you know, allowing this new internal life that is in your spirit to now work through your soul. And as it works through your soul, you become one with the spirit of God. And as your soul becomes one with the spirit of God, you are then continuously working this um, life until it reaches your human body. And when it reaches your human body, okay, it resurrects your mortal flesh and your mortal flesh becomes mortal. It becomes immortal. Immortal meaning that you cannot die unless you want to live. Okay? You can live to a thousand years if you want. Only you can leave this body say, no, I've had enough. I'm going now. We just vacate. It's like when a snail changes a shell. Okay? That is how mortality is. When The internal life of God reaches your body. When it reaches your body. Okay, so the voice of the son of God is what will give us this new spirit. And those who listen will live. The father has life in himself and he has granted that same life giving power to his son. This is what Jesus is saying. So look at what Jesus said in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world That he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, shall not perish. Okay. So shall, that means you have a choice. You can perish if you want, or if you don't want to perish, you will not perish.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, I, I get to, you don't want to perish. I'm not sure about that. What okay.
0: how let, let me let me explain it again. Sister, I got it. Didn't you sister Ma? I did. I did. <laughs> yes. yes. So he says for God no this is uh, John chapter 3 verse 6 verse 16. You see a lot of people quote the scripture but they don't know what the scripture is saying. Okay? So he says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever, whoever, that means is for everybody, not just for a certain people. It's for uh-huh. everybody. Whoever, whoever believes, that is the condition. To believe. If you believe in him, you know, you shall not perish. Shall not perish. That means you will not die. Death will not claim you. Death will not claim your spirit. Your death will not claim your soul. Death will not claim your body. Okay, so it's a choice you have to make for yourself. This is why, in uh, I think in Deuteronomy thirty verse nineteen, God said, "I call heaven and earth as witnesses today that I have laid before you good and good and evil, blessing." and curses so choose good choose life Choose life. okay so god if you choose jesus what you will get you are getting the god's life and you're getting his blessing and what that means is okay let let's explain it this way okay when you become born again you now believe in jesus and jesus gives you this new breath of life and then the holy spirit comes and lives in your spirit you know, it's like God have taken you to the state where Adam was when he first created Adam. That means your sin have now been wiped away, but now you have to make a choice. Do you want to make a choice of eating from the tree of life for you to gain in turn, to for you to gain immortality? Or do you want to continue eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for you to then die? Okay. So that is where the curses and the death comes in. You have to make a choice. If you make a choice to live, to, gain, to get God's blessing, then you eat from the tree of life. Eating from the tree of life means you obey God's words. You obey what Jesus is saying to you. You know, you do what he's asking you to do according to his words, according to his scriptures. You live by the scriptures. That is what it means to eat from the tree of life. But if you want to continue eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you can do your own thing. You can, you know, be a slave to the uh, 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 to the lust of your flesh. You can continue doing your sin and living as you like, and at the end of it all, you will perish. That's what he's saying. You will perish. But if you believe in God, if you believe in Jesus, and you have accepted Him. His new life is now in you, and you continue to, you know, uh, be obedient to his word. You continue to live your life according to the scriptures. Gradually, 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 the internal life that is in your spirit will spread to your soul, will spread to your body, and your body will become immortal. Immortal means that you have defeated death, okay? As long as you keep away from sin, because sin brings the curse of death. Death is a spirit. Death death is a spirit. So if you sin, if after you have become born again and then you continue to sin, that means you have made the choice to continue to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. And that means you have invited the spirit of death back into your body. And gradually, and the only thing the spirit of death knows how to do is to kill and to destroy. And Mm -hmm. how does he do that? He does that with sickness and disease. Okay, that's it. You know, there's no in between. It's two choices. You choose to eat from the tree of life or you choose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. So this is what the scripture is saying to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life okay? Everlasting life is internal life. Everlasting means indefinite. It's continuous. You can live to, to be a thousand years if you want, okay? You can do that, alright? So, what is, what is this scripture telling us? Okay? You are not supposed to die. That's what he's telling us. God did not create us to die. He did not create us to die. Okay. If you believe in Jesus Christ, the way God wants us to believe in him, because some people have their own idea of how they need to believe in Jesus, the real Jesus, because there's a lot of fake Jesus, aren't there? Death is, death in children of God is abnormal. It's not normal. For a child of God to die is not normal. It is not. It is not normal. Okay, especially if you have the internal life of God in you, if you have the internal life of God in you, it says here, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So what is everlasting life? One, lasting or enduring through all times. Internal, continuing for a very long, long time or even indefinite even indefinite, okay, so God did not create the soul of man to die, the death came to man because of sin, sin is the curse God placed on the soul that sins, so if you want to live forever in your present body, if you want to be immortal, immortal, Believe in Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, be baptized with his spirit, live your life according to his words in the scriptures. Live a holy life. Live a holy life. Keep sin away from your soul. Keep sin away from your soul. Because sin brings death. And death comes with sickness and disease. Death is a spirit. His job is to destroy that soul. So, you know, to destroy that soul that have sinned against the Holy God. That soul have sinned against the Holy God. But if that soul is in Jesus and obeys his word, death has been defeated in that soul. Death has been defeated. So in order to maintain the immortality the Lord has given you in your spirit, soul, and body. Eat healthily. Eat healthily. Eat organic food. Avoid food that has been processed. Avoid too much red meat. This is the secret to immortality. Obey God's words. Obey God's words. You can live to be a thousand years if you want. You know, scientists are doing research to find the, the, the elixir for internal life, for immortality. What they need to do is look into this word, look into the scriptures and leave the scriptures, and you have immortality. That's it. Sorry, you it. said to eat less red meat. Yes, because red meat contains some, uh, you know, the, the type of red meat uh, that it contains like oxidants, and oxidants wears down your body, it makes you grow old. So if you want to look flesh all the time, look I eat a lot of fish. I don't eat a lot of red meat. You know, eat organic food, food that have not been processed, food that have no chemicals. Organica. Yeah. Okay. And if you can grow your own food, the better. Okay.
1: Right.
0: And you see, you see yourself looking younger and younger and younger. Instead of looking old, you're looking younger. Okay. Amen. That is gradually, gradually, the, 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 the life of uh, internal life in your spirit is now spreading to your soul and coming to your physical body. You know? Yes. Amen. And, and by the time you've reached that stage, you know, you are so close to God that whenever you want to go to heaven, your spirit just goes to heaven and spends some time with the Lord and then come back. You can leave your body whenever you like, you know, and come back when you want. You can die when you want. And don't die with the world. You see? That is the state God wants us to be. Because this earth is ours. doesn't belong to the devil. No. And you, you people that are waiting for rapture, you're going to be waiting forever. <laughs> <laughs> this is our world. This is our world. And we're not vacating, going anywhere. We're going to fight for it. Remember, there's a scripture in Daniel. You know, this scripture, it keeps coming into my mind. And I know it's God speaking to me through that scripture. What he's saying is uh, a time will come when he will allow his saints, you know, to be persecuted by the world system, by this antichrist uh, whatever system, you know. But at the end, he will give the kingdom to his saints. Okay. At the end, Amen. victory will be ours. So. Amen. How is victory going to be ours when we're in heaven? No, we're going to be here fighting for our world. That's it. We're going to be here fighting for our world. So the more Christians wake up, the better for them. Because the devil has used the veil of deception to cover our eyes. We don't know what this really, really teaches. We're teaching a uh, 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 man-made uh, gospel. I have no power. God's word has power. Because if you look at the scriptures, and every time Jesus preaches, he heals, he delivers. You know, that's how it should be. When the word, the real word is preached, the power is released, and people get their healing and their deliverance and their salvation. And that's how it should be. And that's how it's going to be. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 The Jehovah Witness have something about them, um, because they believe they are going to be the ones that
0: um, occupied. <laughs> they don't believe in rapture, and they believe they are going to stay here. Well, Jehovah Witnesses don't believe in the Holy Spirit, so what's the point? Oh, I don't know they don't believe in Holy Spirit. Anyways, oh yeah, uh, and they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They think the Holy Spirit is just a force, a force, a force, a force. And they don't believe that Jesus actually died on the cross. He believed that he, he died on a stump or whatever. I don't know what they call it. <laughs> and a Jehovah Witness is a, it's a false religion. So don't even go there. It's a false religion, like the millions of other false religions.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to stop the recording now. Okay. Okay.